Today's Good Podcast is brought to you by the Pod Bros Podcasting Network, with an ever-growing library of podcasts ranging from sports, wrestling, comic books, hunting. You are sure to find the podcast for you. On today's episode, we'll be discussing anti-heroes in comic books, where they stand in society, and would society today accept them. We'll also be taking a look at that Ghostbusters reboot. Hint, hint. We're not a fan. Along with our first edition of a weekly spotlight, where we spotlight some of our favorite picks, whether it be comic books or movies, this is Kapowcast. Okay, welcome back to another Kapowcast. Not the Kapowcast or podcast that you deserve, but the podcast that you need. Was that right? Uh, you know what? It gets so confusing. It's <laughs> working into editing. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> With me once again is a... Still sick, Tony. Yep. People are going to start to think there's something seriously <laughs> wrong with you. It's been weeks now. <laughs> it's been a month. I got the black lung pop. He's got a mustache now. <laughs> Sitting across from him is the uh, mighty Mikey. This is Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> not at all mighty. They don't let him trick you. And next to him is Jeff. Hello, my sweet children. From Flask Action Hero Podcast. This is the first time... To have this, these four this. individuals on the show, and I gotta tell you, I'm extremely nervous. Yeah, because this is a mostly because of you two. <laughs> yeah, we've always been, uh, you know, the gruesome twosome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we uh, compliment each other. I think. Yeah, you know, well, it's good for your self esteem. Yeah, we did something to the group. I think we're like the Ernie Hudson. Oh, that kind of compliment. Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody's ever said, I am the Ernie Hudson. I'm the Winston (laughs) Zedmore. I don't think anybody's ever wanted to own up. We're the, uh, I'm the one that's not included on the posters <laughs> ever. Yeah. I'm the awkward black guy that comes because in. Because I'm not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and complains about an all-female Ghostbusters cast. <laughs> He's the only one that had the balls to do it. Yeah. Um, well, the, well, some of them were dead. You know what? Then, let's so. let's discuss that real God quick. God damn it. Too soon. <laughs> let's discuss that real quick. No. No, no, not. Oh. Not Harold uh, Ramis. The, uh, it's been announced for a while now that the female Ghostbusters movie, it's filming, it's happening. Um, me personally, I do not like the idea. I well, that's because you hate women. <laughs> I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> do you just not like the cast that they picked? I don't like the idea of the complete remake. If it was like a a, a sequel reboot type deal, it's a remake. It, it is. Yeah. I don't like the idea I of. I don't like the cast. I don't like Melissa McCarthy. I don't even know who the hell anyone right, likes. Yeah. Um, Melissa McCarthy. I uh, don't like her. And the bad thing about this, and as you said, Jeff, is apparently you you can't have an opinion on this movie. You can't say you don't like it without being accused of being sexist. Yep. Yeah. Which says something. Don't post that on the internet at all because you'll get torn up. Oh, I did. (laughs) 
I was. I, oh yeah. I put it on I the internet. There. Well, luckily, and I got accused of everyone. All of those people are on Twitter. I got. I got a, a response comment of something to nature of uh, why? Because you know, women can't be funny. Or something to that. I was like, no. And it, the funny thing is, is before that, I had posted something about how I didn't like the movie and how it had nothing to do with me, with them being women. So obviously the person or whoever just kind of ignored the previous post. And But yeah, you can't voice your opinion of disliking something. You have to be very politically correct yeah. on social media. Exactly. and Because... The first thing people are going to do is they're going to say, you don't like it because you don't think women can be funny. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. There's women actresses that I find absolutely hilarious that I think would be much better for the role, but I don't think I'd be on Ooh. board with the role. Like who? Who do you think would be um, a good choice? I think Kat Dennings would be a really good choice. Yeah. She's very um, she's good. talented. I think. <laughs> but no, she's um, I can't think of the actress's name. I think her name's uh, Ellie Kemper. Uh, she played Aaron on The Office. She's also oh, the yeah, main yeah. character mm. in uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I think she she's in the yeah, yeah. Or something. yeah, I think she's really, uh, really funny and she has good timing. Yeah. And uh, I, I like Amy Poehler. I love yeah, uh, she's been good. Um, Pretty much any female member of uh, Parks and Recreation. Like I love I, Aubrey Plaza. I thought you were Aubrey Plaza's oh, great. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's she's her name? Uh, I thought. I can't think of her name. The other uh, woman that was in it that was in... Uh, Rashida Jones? Yes, thank you. Yeah, she would have been great. She would have been great. So I just want to stress that it has nothing to do with them being women. It's just the overall idea of the movie. Because even if they did put those actresses in it, I still don't think I would have been as on board. I'd probably be a little bit more on board with mm-hmm. it. But I still wouldn't be on board with the idea. Even if they had male actors mm-hmm. in it. I'm I still don't that. think I would be on board with it. I think as uh, the the cast that they have, uh, you know, as uh, the Ghostbusters, obviously there's a lot of comedi- comedi- uh, comedians, <laughs> the comedic value to the actors who it's a tough uh, word to say. portray the, uh, the characters. Um, the original cast, they, they weren't very, there's not a lot of cringeworthy stuff to their work. No. Uh, I think the new cast that they have, the female cast. Just Garfield. Just Garf, what? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this was in his prime, you know. These characters are in their prime, and they've done a lot of cringeworthy stuff. You know, there's things that I don't... I'm assuming. And uh, I I had said that, you know, I I don't like Melissa McCarthy. I I don't think she's funny. She is a one-trick pony. And then when I replied to that with this uh, person about it, their reply back was, um, oh, but I bet you loved Chris Farley. Uh, and I was like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. But that was also when I was 15 years yeah. old. Plus, he died before he could, you know, he before like, he could see anything else. He only made a few movies. Yeah, he made yeah. like five movies. Of course, he pretty much played the same character, except for once he was a ninja. I think <laughs> there maybe could have been a lot more to him. We could have you know, yeah, I seen it. If he had went on, uh, you know, with a film career, we would have seen some drama stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. He probably would have done some things that he regrets, you know. He probably would have did grown-ups. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. They would have done the grown-ups. He would have been Shrek. He would have been Shrek, absolutely. The, uh, Donkey. So I think in this group all around, we are all... We all hate women, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are all opposed to the Ghostbusters remake. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just hoping there's uh, for these uh, actresses they have it's uh, redeeming to them. You know, it's a good uh, shiny 
spot Cash, in their career. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is that eventually we can say, oh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy did the. Uh, um, it's literally going to have like Ghostbusters. no yeah, real them. relation to the actual original Ghostbusters movie. It's basically only, from what my understanding, is basically Ghostbusters in title only. Mm. It's, it's a completely different story, premise, and all that. So basically, it'd be like, hey, let's make a Back to the Future remake. But it's not going to have the DeLorean. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the creator, Robert Zemeckis, he said that uh, they will have to do that over his grave. Right, yeah, I heard so, that. Like, they just go back in time and convince him to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So enough on that. I just want to point out that like the hugest Ghostbuster fan didn't say much yeah. anything. <laughs> I noticed that. Too. I would also like to point out that that topic was a hundred percent ad libbed. <laughs> we did not plan on talking about that at all, and I think it went really smooth. Mm-hmm. If like, they wanted to catch me, all like they had butter. to do was put Emma Stone in it. Hell yeah, man! That was another really good. Idea. Yeah, Thor oh, there was, was one point there were new Ghostbusters. Don't talk about it anymore. Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, Thor's Jesus in it. Christ. He's a receptionist in it, isn't he? Or Chris something like that. Who's that? Very cringeworthy. How do you not know this? Melissa stuff? McCarthy, very cringeworthy. Um, so real quick, <laughs> Can let's we stop uh, talking about. I'm getting angrier and angrier. <laughs> let's shift gears here and focus on our main topic today, which is going to be <coughs> anti-heroes in comics or anti-heroes or anti-heroes, depending or on anti-heroes, the dialect or your original dialect or something region of. Birth. I don't think that has any bearing on what? it actually whatsoever. Or if you just have to I be think if you're right British, you say everything. Yeah, they say um, everything different. That's true. Real quick, uh, for those of you who may not know what an antihero is, or so we can focus this up a bit because people sometimes have a varying opinion on what classifies as one. An antihero is a central character in a story, movie, or drama who lacks conventional heroic qualities. So, like, like Daffy Duck. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say like Darkwing Duck. Oh, oh yeah, that, that would have been a lot better. Damn it! Yeah, he was a hero. Well, Darkwing Duck. He, didn't he was pretty straight laced. Dark Warrior Duck was the uh, anti-hero. Or did Darkwing Duck? Lobo, Lobo, Lobo the Duck. Oh, Lobo the Duck. Yeah, best freaking amalgam character of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second to remember that that existed. Yeah, thank you. It did. Look it up. <laughs> Go ahead, Mikey, because you look really lost. Go ahead and look up Lobo the Duck. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was being punked for a second. <laughs> nope, no action picture here. Ashton, <laughs> where are you, Ashton? <laughs> no trigger hats. Where is the cameras? Where is well, he's looking it up, Jeff. Um, this is, I feel like this is a subject that's near and dear to your heart. Because mm-hmm. you, I feel, really are on that anti-hero Bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know the whole lacking a conventional sense of morality. Yes. <laughs> so, what do you? What is uh, some of your favorite? Did you have a favorite anti-hero? Uh, oh yeah, um, probably the Punisher. You Love took the like Punisher. the yeah, of course, the main one, Frank Castle. Um, I remember uh, I was watching an episode of Comic Book Man, and they were talking about the Punisher, and one of the Gemini under referred to that. He said he didn't like him. Mm-hmm. He referred to him as. A murdering scumbag. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah, it's pretty harsh. Probably just because he's Italian. He must be racist. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian stallion Frank Castle. <laughs> well, his name uh, before he... Uh, Sylvester Stallone would have made a great Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> 
Funny you mentioned the Italian yeah, style. You killed my family. <laughs> that, was yeah, uh, that was the worst one I could ever do. Yeah, that was kind of a Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> playing <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, playing the Punisher. <laughs> the Punisher uh, was uh, has been done into film three times. They seem to have not really found the... Yeah. Perfect. Oh, Thomas blend. Jane was good. I liked. It. I liked the Thomas Jane one, but the there's there are aspects to the it that I really was. don't like. Like I, I don't like the whole uh, befriending of like the the people in the apartment. The oddballs in the apartment. It's, it seems yeah. kind of weird. They, they wanted to humanize the character. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's funny because that yeah. was based on the Marvel Knights uh, Punisher yeah. run. That was actually really good. Um, Punisher Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> just phenomenal. Oh yeah, it's just I've never seen that one. It's like the Three Stooges of Punisher movies. It's nope. well, it's goofy enough, but it's still watchable. It's really violent. There, the part that I uh, just near and dear the parkour, the parkour part where there's uh, <laughs> where we all busted out laughing yeah. as hard as we could. There's a gentleman. There's there's a bunch. There's a gang. It's like a parkour gang. Yeah, and they're like hopping. The most rooftop. threatening kind yeah. of gang. Scary. And one of them's like doing like a the camera focuses on him. It's kind of following him. He's doing a flip. It's in slow motion. And then out of they're nowhere, scaling rooftops. Yeah, stuff you see a, a rocket come <laughs> and just explode him <laughs> in, in slow motion. Right as he's like doing a crazy parkour yeah. backflip in midair, he is hit by a. Uh, would you, um, <laughs> a rocket. I just noticed a real quick a uh, grenade or something. I have a giant Captain America First Avenger like subway poster in the basement, and it's currently falling down. And I've been slowly watching it as the show progresses, just going. Just I don't think these people give up. a shit. No. 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 I'm just saying. Can we get the stage hand? Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I was just going to jump up and grab it real quick, but Cody. Um, uh, save the day so I can I stay here it, and continue no talking. <laughs> Tony. Contributing to the podcast. What do you, uh, what's a <coughs> anti hero that. Uh, oh, come on. You know what I'm going to say. I, I don't, actually. Yeah, you do. Wade Wilson. Did you say <laughs> Slade Wilson? No. Wade Wilson. Now, the Mr. Deadpool that. himself, the yep. Merc with Who? the mouth. Deathstroke? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Deadpool. I mean, what's not to love? You know, those chimichangas and pancakes and mm-hmm. fucking people up. Carries a katana and, a, and some guns. And, and some guns. He's some swords. Quip. Deadpool, yeah, he's <laughs> he liked he's up there, I would say, now with uh, Punisher as far as when you think of the anti-hero. Oh, yeah. Oh, For, I like, the exact opposite reason. Especially this yeah. generation. Yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool. Especially as with the movie coming out. Mm. His uh, stardom is... Popularity is kind of skyrocketing. He's he's coming more into the foreground now. Yeah, where before it was more of a like a uh, niche. <laughs> it's a niche. <laughs> a uh, anti-hero a that I um I really like is uh oh shit I just drew a blank. Oh come on. <laughs> Some people consider do consider Deathstroke a kind of anti-hero, but I've never really saw him as one. I always kind of figured yeah. he was. I've One never seen him villain. walk that line of good or bad. He's, to me, he's always been kind of bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I can't. I always saw him as a villain. Well, I mean, yeah, I in the New 52 run, he kind of did this whole uh, higher, uh, hired gun aspect, kind of like Deadpool was. So I guess in that way, he kind of became the anti-hero because he would take out the um, bad dudes, too. My brain turned back on. But Rorschach... Oh, yeah, Rorschach is uh, phenomenal. And 
he has the same quality that a lot of these, and a lot of the anti heroes they have the quality. You do wrong, you die. The mm-hmm. punishment fits the crime. And I love it because you see that in uh, with Watchmen, you see that breaking point with Rorschach. Mm-hmm. You see where he's finally like, you know, the, the movie. This is how it is. The movie yeah. and the comic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one and the same. When uh, he, the guy that kidnapped and murdered the little girl and oh, all that, and he the takes the takes the uh, cleaver, the meat cleaver. And you just see him just whacking him mm-hmm. in the head repeatedly. Where he just you can tell like that was that was it for him. That moral line yeah. was abolished. It is now you do bad, you die. The punishment mm-hmm. fits the crime. I would say the comedian was probably the original antihero of the bunch while they were still the watchmen, you know. Oh yeah. Before well, the um story takes off. Oh yeah, you, you know, he ran Well, he didn't do anything because of a moral code. To I mean, me, yeah, to me like a, a anti-hero, you can kind of see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I always saw the comedian as uh, a bad guy who sometimes happens to be doing good. Like I I've never I've always seen him as more of a he was bad like a guy. Mercenary. Or, yeah. Yeah, just a dude for hire. He had a skill set. Hey, he won uh, Vietnam for crying out loud. Come on. Yeah. Well, with the help of uh, Dr. Manhattan. That's right. You know, as we go and we try to prep for this show, um, you know, we prep. Yeah. There, there is prep. some prep time that goes into this. Believe I it or not, even, people. I didn't even shower I, I, today. <laughs> I went up. You too? I <laughs> I, uh, I, about it while I knew I forgot something. I like to look up because <laughs> yeah, I've already uh, peed like five times. <laughs> I like to look up because there's a multitude of different lists and stuff. Usually for every topic, you can go online and see people's opinions. And so for the anti-hero ones, I don't know why, but for some reason Gambit popped up a lot. Really? It's, yeah. And he's one person who I've never... I mean, he was a thief, yeah. yes. But I, correct me if I'm wrong. I can't... I don't recall. I don't really recall him walking that moral. He was, uh, what was that league he was in? Uh, the um, League of Thieves, the was it? Was the Thieves Guild. Like that. The Thieves Guild. Oh, yeah. The Thieves, the Thieves Guild. Guild. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I think I think Jeff had it correct. And every 10 years or something, <laughs> they had to offer up uh, a tithe. Yeah. To uh, something they the external. stole or something. <laughs> I like how Jeff's just kind of filling in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember from the cartoon... Some kind of ghost lady would show up and oh, yeah, take the ties. Goofy. If you didn't contribute, she would uh, diminish your power. She would phase you it. out of existence or something. So, and, and I've also seen like Batman on lists for you know top antiheroes, and I've never yeah. seen Batman. Batman clearly has a moral code. Mm-hmm. He does operate somewhat out of the more conventional ways, where he's more fear based, but. I've never seen him as, you know... He's butting heads with the cops before. In uh, yeah. the, these later years, these later stories, like The Dark Knight Returns, or um, even that the movies, yeah. the, uh, the Dark Knight and The uh, Dark Knight Rises, um, Batman does some stuff that uh, isn't the conventional hero-type uh, moves. Like, um, uh, well, he sacrifices himself. He gives up, he hangs up the cape and uh, says, I'm not the hero anymore. And they say in the movie, he's not the hero. Uh, he's uh, a silent protector in the Dark Knight. You saw you get a little, uh, little choked up yeah. about that. <coughs> but uh, hey, that I can see why he would end up stuff. on an anti-hero list. But the list that I was looking up while we were researching this stuff, yeah, there was a lot of characters that I was really shocked to see 
you know, like um, Catwoman, uh, Wolverine. Wolverine, I could easily see. Yeah, you know. after I thought about it for a while, ever since the uh, Ryan Singer movies, I've kind of. Ta- or even the cartoons. They've Wolverine. taken that edge off of him. Yeah, they've taken that yeah, edge off of him. <laughs> Comics, you declawed uh, him. Find, <laughs> yeah, they declawed. There great. you go. Yeah, uh, his older funny. stuff. Wolverine <laughs> would was had no problem lopping people's heads off. You know, he loved his claws. Yeah, unbreakable adamantium claws. Who could blame him? Yeah, he could go up. He could fight the Hulk. Yeah. you know, it was like that. And um, but now you see uh, Sabretooth taking on that. Uh, mentality, or easily that Sabretooth kind of being his, uh, you know, main antagonist. He's always trying to go after Wolverine's friends and families and stuff, or you know, he's always trying to save people now rather than just saying I don't care, kill him. Uh, would you? Um, we talked about this a little bit before earlier. Would you consider uh, V from V for Vendetta? Uh, of anti-hero? course, yeah, an antihero. I definitely would. Well, I mean, he killed people left and right. That's true. He yeah, did. he didn't have a problem with. Uh, killing people. He was, he was also a crazy. terrorist for crying. Yeah, out loud. He was a that's terrorist. what I said. <laughs> he blew well, up he was like a, a pre 9-11 terrorist. No, it takes place no, in the future. It was yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> oh, no, I mean when the the character was created. Oh, you know, in yeah. The eighties. Uh, you know, this was before a time when we had a war on terrorism. When terrorism was. Well, out. it's I mean, funny too because you watch the movie and word. you realize because we're having you know we as you know Americans obviously have had it. You know, beaten in our heads that terrorism is bad, and it is. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, but in this movie, you root for the terrorists because yep. of the perspective, yeah, of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that kind of it's kind of a cool little play there where you're rooting for somebody who traditionally you probably wouldn't really root mm-hmm. for. Um, and that kind of leads down the road of 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 the antiheroes of. The moral compass on it, like where do you stand? Do you do you see a person like that, like a, a V for Vendetta, Punisher, um, you know, uh, Deathstroke, yeah. Deadpool? Do you see what they're doing? Do you think that that's a, a good way of doing things, or do you stand more by, you know, there's a certain line that shouldn't be crossed? Well, um, no, I actually um, always thought that you know the whole due process thing was really overly complicated. Lots of red tape to go through. It'd be nice if there was someone that, you know, just bypassed all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Forget it. I think think, uh, the antiheroes remind us that, um, yeah, there's uh, our levels of, you know, our our moral compasses, everything is right and wrong. It's all too complicated and you have to make a quick decision to blow someone's head off or let them go and uh, just to be the right. Here's know. the thing. Uh, me and uh, Cody at one point, we had a discussion slightly about this stuff, you know, and he brought up the point, you know, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line of you have this person who is going to murder people that do wrong? Uh, speeding car hits a child, kills a child. Or holding a gun that's, to someone's head. You know. you know, that's wrong. That's, you know, it shouldn't have been speeding. So does his punishment fit? Should, you know, the Punisher come and blow his brains out? Right, yeah. I mean, comic book uh, writers, they use characters like that to get around uh, those kinds of stories and stuff. So they don't have to have Spider-Man break his moral code so that they can bring in the Punisher or Deadpool or, you know, somebody that will easily kill that uh, person. 
so that Spider-Man doesn't, you know, tar- you know, get that uh, stain on his and costume. Sully his hands. Yeah, Tony, where do you uh, where do you <laughs> stand on the the subject? I I think I kind of agree with Mikey here, where they have these separate characters and they, yeah, they want to keep you know the tried and true. They don't exactly want. what they you know what they intended, so they have all these. Antiheroes come in and do everything that yeah. these guys don't, you know, they shouldn't don't want do. Blood on the hands of yeah. Superman. Do you ever the symbols especially don't want blood on Superman's S shield? Do you think that sometimes the that no killing or killing can be a crutch for somebody, or do you think it can add more? One of them adds more to the character. Well, well I, I find it more. Int- I personally, I find it more interesting. With that man, like that, he won't kill. I do yeah. find it more interesting because you get to see him; those limits tested, yeah, time and time again. Where if you had a character, if he was more like the Punisher, you wouldn't see those limits tested. Do you think? I mean, yeah. Let's look at it this way: That's if, if Batman was like Punisher, Joker would have been killed. Oh yeah, right away. The primary heroes like Batman, Superman, Spider Man, uh, the Avengers, uh, the uh, Captain America. Their comics are always more interesting because uh, they won't break those rules, you know. But uh, characters like Deadpool, Punisher, the, the antiheroes, you know, they, they can break those rules. So there's really, uh, it's sort of like Superman, where um, you've got this hero who's way too powerful. So you've got to make uh, something um, threatening to him. Mm-hmm. So what can you do? You can threaten the people around him, and you can. Uh, you know, force him into a well, situation where maybe he has to choose between killing his people. And, and you look that at right uh, in the comics. You look at Spider-Man and you look at when uh, Gwen Stacy right. was killed. He came very close to killing the Green Goblin, but he did stop himself. Yeah. And you just wouldn't, uh, you know, if he was once again, if he was like a, a spawn type character. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, and they use the Goblin's glider to kill the Green Goblin so that Spider-Man <laughs> wouldn't have to kill exactly. him. Exactly. And ruin his uh, character. <laughs> Let's say in society, well, there in society there have been people out there who have tried to be superheroes, kind of. They've kind of oh, been yeah. vigilantes. Um, a lot of them are autistic, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say in today's day there was a vigilante or an anti-hero like this, that was going out (laughs) and murdering, you know, drug dealers, uh, pimps, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all arms dealers, all these people. Do you think as a society we would be more accepting to that than they are in the fictional world? Um, I think it'd be really popular, but it'd be, you know, extremely Well, I think issue. it would, yeah, it would be a divided issue. I think people who don't know what's going on will, would like to see that, you know, they, cause they always jump to, uh, bash something they don't understand. But on the other side, um, you know, that just adds more, uh, killing blood means the on killing. the streets, you know? Yeah. The stuff like that. And I for an eye. Uh, the police and, we and have, the legal system involved would just get all... It would be a nightmare for anyone who's uh, wearing a badge. You'd have to be insanely smart and talented to be able to get away with killing criminals without getting arrested or killed yourself. Yeah, you'd have well, to be like a billionaire. Yeah. Let's say like... Uh, well, like now... identity and there's, no trace behind... <laughs> There's basically this war on police going around. He's, I see it every day. You see, I see things posted oh, yeah, on Facebook like with people just basically stuff. shooting cops point blank, mm-hmm. and it's a terrible thing. Um, Wait, what? 
Oh yeah, there's there's been pay s- attention, Michael. Jesus so Christ. many stories <laughs> in the world of cops just being brutally shot. Well, no, all I've heard about is uh, the people being shot by cops. Oh, hold on a <clears> second. I think Cody wants to actually chime in, and I want to hear this. Media? I'm sorry. Uh, it is, you know, it's always been dangerous to be a police officer, but statistically speaking, it's the safest it's ever been to be a cop since, like, the 1800s. I, I'm just telling you what I see on my news feed every day. I also see anti-vaccine stuff on my feed. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's yeah. right. Uh, it's always been just a because something show. shared on the, on the news, regardless online. Let's say that mean it's the uh, majority of what somebody started. Controversial now. Somebody now. started yeah, murdering into a, all these people that were doing this. I don't think there would be a whole lot of people that would be up in arms about it. You know, uh, it's kind of. The, I think it's human nature to be like, you know, these people getting their just deserves. I mean, you look at. I mean, is, it's really is it any different than when you have somebody who does like a mass shooting and they give them the death penalty? I know. A lot of people are against the death right. penalty. Personally, yeah. I'm all for it. I think it should be I, televised, I pay per view. I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> like inventive ways to do it, like put them on a catapult. Honestly, I think that would just people um, gathering encourage a wild more crazy people. To <clears throat> people, are, crazy people are crazy. If yeah. they saw that, they would think, oh, I'm kind of And I think that's, too, too, where you would line in. Yeah, I think they you just would... wouldn't understand what they're doing because they don't, you know. The guy who, um, uh, you know, the, when The Dark Knight Rises came out, the, uh, the movie theater, he, uh, <laughs> when he shut up the movie theater, when they, he found him, he, he colored his hair orange, you know, and was calling himself the Joker. <laughs> and, Joker's uh, hair is green first. Right, yeah. He to be a nitpicky fanboy. He was <laughs> not in the right state of mind. So what you're saying is that they shouldn't make Batman movies so that crazy people don't shoot up theaters. Yeah. I mean, where do you draw the line on stuff like that? I mean, like, yeah. preventative measures, you could just keep saying, well, if we go this far, and then we go this far. And I think, I mean... Well, I can see if it was like a Joel Schumacher Batman. <laughs> It does take a certain level of uh, psychological uh, imbalance to carry out an act of an anti-hero that, you know, where you think, where you decide you're going to be judge, jury, <laughs> and execution. Like Judge Dredd. Yeah. Oh, he'd be considered an anti-hero. Or like in uh, a Hot Fuzz, I'm uh, not Judge Judy in execution. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I, every time I say that phrase, I automatically think <laughs> of that. <laughs> that is an amazing quote. It is. It really is. But yeah, now that I think about it, um, there is sort of a uh, a that uh, like a philosophical <clears throat> separation between superheroes and antiheroes, mm-hmm. right? And uh, <clears throat> that's sort of the middle ground between being a hero and the villain. Well, because I mean, and if you look in the comics, I mean. They always say that Batman's, you know, he's operating outside of the law. Mm-hmm. He's a vigilante, you know, all he's, he's, a, he's a criminal. Yeah. Technically, if you really look at it, I mean, aren't all superheroes out acting outside the law? So, mm-hmm. in I that mean, sense, you know. Besides Captain America, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Isn't he uh, <coughs> government property? No. <laughs> yes. He, he's been wanted a couple times by yeah. the U.S. government. He's butted heads with the government more than once. Uh, Winter yeah, Soldier. I mean, yeah. Oh hell, he uh, hung up his uh, costume and became the Nomad for a while in the eighties. I the man without a country. Oh, you should look up his costume. It's very I goofy. I will as soon as we wrap this up. Because you you've piqued my interest. <laughs> That's like U.S. agent. His costume was Captain America's costume after he hung up the Captain America costume. Uh. You, oh, never mind. 
<laughs> yeah, you made my brain kind of explode a little bit for that. <laughs> Another thing I always wondered about, like, when it comes to Batman and, like, his crazy, uh, or not, well, I don't want to call it crazy, but his uh, need to never kill anyone. Like, how many times has he caught the Joker and then the Joker escapes again and murders a bunch of people? Would is you consider... Blood on Batman's hands? Exactly. Like, is he not indirectly responsible for the death of all these people? That is, yeah. I mean, that's been brought up a lot of times, you know. I always um, just blame the comic book writers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, um, I, th- I think he actually uh, mentions it in uh, Dark Knight Returns. Batman does say something to the nature of all the friends, of all the people that I've helped you murder. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Batman would never take that leap of just often the Joker because he has that moral compass, you know, and, and that could be more in some way. If you, when you put it that way, the moral compass is almost more damaging mm-hmm. than the antihero way of just, you know, Hey Joker, you killed Robin. Well, I Dead. mean, it, it just shows like, in my opinion, it shows that he's, you know, has a very pathological personality. Like his need to not kill any people verges on the pathological because it doesn't, it doesn't rely on logic for the reason that he's doing it. It's, a neurosis. It's something that he's compelled to do. Like, he has to not kill anyone despite any argument for doing it in order to save other people's lives, theoretically. Yeah. That's very good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I need a cigarette after that. Huh, I don't huh. even smoke. <laughs> but, yeah, we would love to know uh, everyone's opinions and thoughts on the anti-hero. Do you agree with that method? Do you think it's an effective method? Or do you lean more towards the Spider-Man, Batman of the world? Having that moral compass, having that area of holding back. Go ahead, feel free to send us a tweet at Kapowcast on Twitter. You could message us on Facebook, Kapowcast2015. And you can shoot us an email at Kapowcastpodcast at gmail.com. I think I covered all the bases on there. <laughs> and real quick, before we wrap this up, we're going to introduce a little new segment here. Called, uh, well, I don't know what it's going to be called. We haven't really discussed it. But it's just going to be our recommendations. Kapowcast recommendations for the week. Um, And one thing that I am going to strongly recommend that I watched uh, probably about a month ago now, I just haven't gotten around to discussing it on here, is uh, we redboxed uh, Kingsman. Fantastic movie. I actually had very low expectations. I actually saw a preview for it. I actually didn't really even care much for it. Is that based it. on a comic book? It is. Okay, I didn't know uh, that. Kingsman I didn't Secret know that Service. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. It's got amazing action scenes. It's funny. It has a great cast. It has Michael Caine in it. Yeah, um, Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. Samuel Jackson is hilarious in it. Oh my god. The cast is really great. The cast is, it's a really solid and cast. And the so. movie, the director, um, uh, Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, first he class. Direct, directed X-Men First Class. Um, <laughs> the, the good X-Men movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, th- that movie was uh, very surprisingly good. You know what's not... What? <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys put me to sleep, so now I'm waking back up. Wow! <laughs> All the girls say that. <laughs> you know what the Kingsman doesn't have? What? Labyrinth. Yep. <laughs> I knew that when you covered it up. I was like, oh, there's a little Um But yes, I strongly recommend checking it out. And when you do, get a, get a hold of me on all of those 
forms of social media. Let me know what you think if you enjoyed it. I think you will enjoy it. Jeff, you have a recommendation for the week? Well, you know, I just thought of something. You could consider the Goblin King from Labyrinth to be an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, because he uses very unconventional and illegal methods to encourage Jennifer Connelly to be a better babysitter and sister <coughs> to her baby brother Oscar. Was it no Oscar? Was his name Oscar? Wait, Oscar was from Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's right? Ghostbusters too. <laughs> wow, and it comes full circle. Yep, there you which go. Which means it's time to go. <laughs> we will. Toby, thank you. <laughs> his name is Toby. <laughs> We're officially gonna. Put the stamp on this one. Seal it up. Yeah. Send it out. Mail it to all the listeners. Have it enjoined in your ear holes. Is that how this is distributed? Yes. Via mail? Via mail. Snail mail. <laughs> we, uh, Pony we, Express. We put it in an envelope. <laughs> on, a, on a cassette. <laughs> then it goes into I put entirely space. too much saliva on the envelope. <laughs> Still wet by the time it reaches its destination. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's so personal. <laughs> oh, oh. See a little kiss. Spongy. It's all gooey. <laughs> all right. Until next week. <laughs> I am Mike. I'm Tony. I'm Mikey. And I'm Jeff. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Kapowcast.